0: Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Uh, we're starting a new series this week that I, I'm really excited about, that I believe that will help you flourish and thrive uh, in such an important area of your life. Uh, I, I think it's it's so important. It's every part. Like you go through this every every day. You have this, and I just hope and I believe that it will cause you really to flourish uh, in this area. Uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, a, a, a few like a few months ago, and it was this. The guest was talking about how he got to go to someone's funeral, who he was a public figure. He was like a. A, a, like a, a shaker, he was so successful. He, he moved mountains, if you will. He built businesses. He 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 wrote books. He he really he changed so many things. And and there was a public funeral, and then there was also a private funeral. You know, you're like okay, you're you're kind of a big deal if there's a public and a private. Um, and so this the guest on the podcast said, okay, I got to go to this man's uh, family and friends small gathering. And, and he went to the funeral and and as he was there uh, the people who went up and spoke they didn't speak on his great accomplishments they didn't speak on the things that he had done uh, uh, that were amazing they didn't speak about how the the like he took the world and shook it for good like they didn't talk about the things that he acquired however when his kids when his grandkids when his friends came up his friends talked about the kind of friend he was and how he was so reliable. That, that whenever he, they needed someone, he was there. His kids talked about how supportive they, that, that their dad was and, and every, everything in every way. Their dad was so supportive and there and set them up for success. The grandkids came up and they talked about how, how actually they have fond memories of grandpa taking them for ice cream. And, and how grandpa would tell grandpa jokes that only grandpa could get away with. And, and so they, they didn't talk about any of the, the things that we think, whoa, this is a success. This is amazing. This is what he's done. See, when, when this man was gone, what mattered most was his relationships. Well, his relationships with his friends, with his family, not what he did or even what he accomplished. And the guest said this, and, and this is what struck me, and I've been thinking on it for months and months now, and uh, is actually where we get the title of, of, our, of our series this week, and, or this month, I should say, is, is this. The guest said, what matters most, you don't get paid for. That what matters most, you don't get paid for. And what really matters is relationships. Relationships, are, of course, our relationship with God. And our relationship in doing life with Him. That Jesus came so that today you and I can have relationship with Him. That today, that today we can actually walk in a relationship unbroken with God. And we can actually uh, do our day-to-day life with Him. Then also relationship with uh, our God-given family, uh, the ones that uh, we're born into, the ones that are born to us, or our spouse, our chosen family. I would say that's your friends, your church community, those who you choose to do life with. And I think we can, though, make our focus and put so much effort and focus on what we do or what we accomplish or the work uh, that we do. So much time, so much energy, so much focus. Uh, and, and like, you know, I, I, went, to, I went to college. Um, I, you probably did something too. We spend like so much time in grade school providing to, so that we can, you know, do something. And now to be clear, work is from God. God actually in the garden, he, he made Adam and Eve and he said, okay, tend the garden. He gave them work. So work is actually from God. It's his idea. Uh, Heaven is not going to be an all-inclusive resort, and you're like, Gabriel, over here. I'll get uh, just uh, uh, another one, uh, please. Uh, No, I believe there's actually going to be work. But I, I believe, actually, that, that um, also we know in Scripture that it says that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Uh, little King James memorized there, proceedeth. Um, but but is, is, in other words, we don't live by, every, uh, by bread alone. We live by the words of God. But you do live by bread, and bread costs money. So you do need to work you actually do need to so so of course work is from God work is good Everything I do do it unto the Lord what I find with my hands. I should do Work is good But what really matters though? I'm not paid for You're not paid for It's relationships What we get paid for actually I think is actually to support and facilitate what actually really matters Relationships, friendships, God—that uh, that we that that I think really, you go to a funeral. That's like bottom lining it, right? You you stripped away, and you really see what matters, what counts. And I think that account really highlights what matters. So uh, we're gonna throughout this month, we're gonna talk about from Scripture how can we have a healthy, flourishing relationships in our lives with our family. With our friends, with our children, with, with every relationship that we have. Because I believe that that is something that God has for you. That a flourishing, a thriving relationship. Um, so today I'm going to talk about uh, something that what you and I bring into every relationship. Every relationship you go, you bring it. Every relationship that I have, I bring this into this relationship. This element you, you have, and it's this, it's ourselves ourselves. The, the, the fact is there is no escaping that I am an element of every relationship that I'm in. I, 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 I'm there, all of me. Um, I bring my thinking, my, uh, the way I see things, my emotions, my temperament. I bring my communication type or my lack of communication type. I bring my past my past, uh, my past healed hurts or my, my uh, uh, festering wounds from the past. I bring my needs and my wants. I bring my expectations into relationships. I bring my beliefs, my perceptions. I, I bring my experiences. I, I bring me into relationships. Yeah, you do, Josiah. Okay, we get it. But the fact is, though, is that where I go, where you go, I bring me to my relationship with my spouse, with, as a parent, as, as, a, as, a, as a child, as a friend, a community member, I bring me. And what I'm bringing, though, what I'm bringing can help or hinder healthy, growing relationships in my life. That, that what I'm bringing, what am I bringing? Me? What I'm bringing can help or take away. Uh, John, third John, verse 2, says this, Beloved, I pray that you, in all respects, I pray that in all respects, you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. I pray that you be in health uh, and, and prosper in all areas, even as your soul prospers. See, God's plan and desire for you is that you would prosper in your life. that That spiritually... Uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, I think materially, but relationally for you to prosper, for you to flourish, for you to grow. That our lives, though, will grow and flourish to the extent that our soul prospers. That I pray in all things that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. I think you only prosper to the, to the extent that your, your soul is doing good. How is my life doing? It's going to do as good as my soul is doing right now. And 1 Thessalonians five twenty three tells us that we are a three-part being, that we are a spirit. We have a soul. That is, your soul is your mind, how you're thinking, your will, and your emotions. And you live in a body. And our relationships with friends, with spouses, with kids, with family will prosper to the extent of our thinking, of our choices, of our emotions—that is, to the extent that they will prosper. W- what do I mean by this? Is—is is my thinking shaped by whatever? Maybe it's by by past experiences or what I just believe. What will then affect my perception of how I see friends or how I see my spouse when they do X, Y, Z. Uh, uh, my my ability to process or not be able to process emotions will impact my depth of relationship and how I'm able to connect. Uh, my, my healed hurts, if I allow the Lord to heal my hurts, I gave a little spoiler alert there, but allow the Lord to heal my hurts, that allows clear perspective that, that we actually then, we can see things as they are and not operate out of our hurt, and the reverse is the same our relationships will succeed and have the health to the extent that our, our soul is healthy, to the extent that, our, our, uh, that, that we are healthy. 2 Corinthians 6, uh, verse 1 in the message says this, Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide-open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can. And with great affection, Paul writes, open up your lives, live openly and expansively. I think I believe that our soul, how you think, your your emotions, how you process uh, emotions, your perspectives, your decision-making can either fence you in, your soul can fence you in, and your relationships will only go so far. It'll go as far as your, your health or your growth in, in terms of your soul. You'll only go so far. Why do I always find everybody's this way? Well, you're only able to go so far. So that, um, that, like, in depth, I can only go so far. In quality, I can only go so far. In health, I can only go so far. Or, I think as well, to the health of your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions, that, that actually that it will open up that wide-open, spacious life that you will be able to have and live in the relationships that God has for you, that you can actually say that, wow, God, I am truly experiencing this abundant life that you have for me, that I'm able to experience real connection, quality relationships. The health of my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, Is directly linked to the health of my relationships now my first car was a Dodge Colt Um, you never heard of that yeah there's a reason Uh, they discontinued them Uh, and I bought it for $500 Um, yeah so like a tank of gas today uh, but I, I bought it for $500 dollars, and uh, like it was I was so stoked. Like I bought this car. It's the best thing ever. I, I said it had uh, leopard detailing on the roof. Um, it was rust, uh, aerodynamic side panels. It's because I think the car before I bought it either got T-boned or he went a little tight in a parking lot. But it had a dent in the door. And uh, it, it drove like a go-kart. So it was great. It was great. I felt like I was in Mario Kart. It was good. Um, and, and and like it plowed through. Like today, I don't know how your drive was, but I would have been like cruising through there because I was pretty much, I felt ev- all the snow below me because I sat about this far off the ground in that Dodge Colt. And then I was a youth, like, I did youth at the time too. And we'd loaded up with, there's five seats. And I think we might've loaded it a few more. I cannot confirm or deny. and uh, And so it was, It was a low-rider car. It was so cool. Forget about Tokyo Drift. We did Calgary Drift. It was great. And this $500 car was wonderful until one day I'm driving along in the dream car, the Dodge Colt. It was, it's seen better days. And then I saw something come up. Bing! It was orange. It was amazingly not awesome. It was the check engine light. And, uh, and I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't good. And, uh, and, and so I, I, you know, I, I thought, okay, well, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought, okay, well, maybe if I just keep driving, it will figure itself out. Like, bro, bro, maybe you just need some time, okay? So I just kept driving, kept going, and, uh, you know, it didn't get better. Ah, uh, You're like, "That's shocking, Josiah. We came here for mechanical advice.. Uh. But I, it didn't. Eventually, it started to, the transmission was slipping. And so I'd be sitting at a red light, and then it would go, and I'd press the pedal, and it wouldn't go. And it increased my prayer life. I was like, Lord, just let me get through this light. Lord, like, I, I drove by faith and not by the light. Um, so, so, you know, I, I eventually, so it worked for a little bit. Eventually, that car died. That car died. Rest in peace, Dodge Colt. The, the automotive, uh, you know, uh, sector mourned when that was gone. Uh, but it didn't work. It didn't work of just just allowing it to work itself out. Of Of course it didn't. Of course it didn't. Uh, what did I need to do? I Well, I needed to go to a mechanic. It needed, really, an overhaul. But it's crazy to think that, okay, if I just... I just let the car, if I just drive a bit more, it will fix itself. It just needs a few more miles on the highway, and it will fix itself. Or maybe if it was a minor thing, maybe you've experienced this with the Chinooks about, is like you've gone through windshield washer fluid. You're not just saying, oh, man, I'm out of windshield washer fluid. Maybe if I just keep driving, the car will fix itself. Maybe if I just keep driving, it will somehow figure it out, and then I can see clearly. No, of course not. You need to fill it up. You need something from the outside. It's crazy to think that, but yet at times I think we try to deal with issues of the soul in this same way. I, I'll, I'll fix myself. I'll fix myself. You know, I know I, I, I have some things that come up and with, with my, I know I'm not like there emotionally, but, you know, I just need a few more miles to kind of like let the bumps get out. You know, I know like I, I have like this way of, of thinking and, and, you know, I, I think I, I like come up against this same area, but maybe I just need to just kind of like let it go and figure it out or uh, I have this hurt from the past, but I just need a bit more road. Just figure it out. I got it. I'll fix myself. I'll fix myself. And we can attempt self-help. I'll help myself. Uh, you know, time, I think to an extent, there is a truth in there. Time does allow healing. But in part, not just time alone will not heal itself. In the same way as, as your windshield washer fluid, you need something from outside going in so you can again see clearly. The same thing. John 3 Verse 2 again says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. When we read that scripture, we're not reading, Okay, you better get your soul right. I better get my thinking right. I better get my emotions right. I better get my act together. It's it's not talking about me getting my stuff together. Uh, The the word prosper here is... It's actually the Greek word, You uh, ado. Ooh, Josiah, you've given me a new word to use on Monday, uado, right? Like maybe that's a pickup line for something or something, uado, okay. Um, but it actually means in Greek, that someone's called Natalie up and say, Josiah's a little <laughs> off here. We need you up here. But this word in Greek, prosper, means actually prosperous journey. It directly means prosperous journey. I pray, let's put uh, Third John 2 up again, uh, and it says this, it says that I pray, it says, beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper or have a prosperous journey, in all respects that you would have a prosperous journey, and be in good health just as your soul has a prosperous journey. That, that you and I are on a journey, a prosperous journey, in all respects that we would prosper. As Christians, we are actually on a journey. Hey, you are. You're like, I didn't know this. I'm on a journey. Yes, we are. We're on a journey that we were invited to by Jesus. He said these words, follow me. He invited you to follow him. 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us that, that on this journey, as we follow him, that we are actually transformed into the image of Christ. That throughout this journey. I'm being transformed or changed into him. As I follow Jesus. This is a prosperous journey. I'm being transformed into his image. And, and, and it comes to having a pros. When it comes to having a prosperous. Healthy soul. It's not ourselves. But it's Jesus. It's following Jesus. And allowing him to lead us, that then we have a prosperous soul, and because of a prosperous soul, then we can have prosperous relationships. Then we can have the right way of thinking, so that then um, impacts our relationships in all the different areas. Then we can actually have a handle on what our perspectives should be. Not through the hurt or the pain, but actually what the Lord says, and then we can live that out in our relationships. See, as I prosper, thrive in my relationship with God, my mind, my will, my emotions, it will cause, it will thrive. It will thrive. And, and that we would have real, meaningful emotions. Jesus says this in Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sounds good. Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now Jesus here, what he's talking about, he's not talking about how he takes his breakfast. Uh, He's talking about yoke, actually. he tried. Uh, Yoke (laughs) is actually this thing that goes around ox's neck, and there was one piece for one, one ox, and then there would be a bar, and it would attach, and another piece for the, for the other ox. So you would yoke two ox beside each other. And there would be one ox that would be like experienced, is like, I've been doing this field forever. <laughs> I know this field. And there would be another ox that they would yoke to this experienced one who could be, this is the first time ever seeing a field. What do we And Where are we going? And the older one and the younger one would be yoked together. And then the older one would lead the way. And the younger one would learn the ways of how to plow the field. How to do what the ox do. And, and, and he, he would learn. And that's how they trained the ox. Is they would yoke them together. Uh, and so that what, what Jesus is saying here is, come to me. Follow me and attach your life to me. In the same way that the younger ox followed the older ox because, well, I'm, I'm tied to you, so I'm going to be going where you are. He would learn the example and how to do the work that was in front of him, even the hard work, the easier way because he would be following the one who's been there before. So that we are able to yoke our life to Jesus. In other words, attach our life to Jesus so that then there can be rest for our souls. We follow him, and he shows us how we do things. I don't know about you, but have you ever uh, met, like, a runner? Like, I mean, like, a serious runner? Yeah, I tried running with a serious runner one time. It was, it was an experience. <laughs> one time I was a runner, and I'm working on it um, now. But, uh, but that we would be running together... And, and we ran for a distance, and my heart would be like, boom, 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 and almost exploding. Like, oh my goodness, I need air. And this other guy, he's like, his heart his his heart is like at a rest. We're just running, and he's like, he's not even gotten warmed up. He's like, his heart is easy at a rest, and I'm like, I need water, I might meet Jesus, tell my kids I love them, Um but what's the difference there is, is the, the runner's journey is different than my journey. So we can be doing the same thing, but for him it's at rest, and for me it's almost killing me. And in the same way, when Jesus is saying, come to me and you will have rest, it doesn't mean no work. It doesn't mean no hard stuff. It doesn't mean dealing with the difficult stuff. It means that you're going to be going at it away of my way so that you can actually remain rest in your soul, even in going with on your own what maybe would have killed me. That would have maybe caused me to to hit the eject button. What would have caused me to not be able to carry on. But with him, following and doing life with him, that we're able to go through it. And not only that, but that we are able to go to the other side. You know, following Jesus and doing life with him, it's really, it's it's a daily thing. Not a weekly, not a bi-weekly, not a check-in, but a daily thing. It's allowing that God's word to be the final authority in your life. In other words, that what he says is it stands up. His word His the Bible. Allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide me. And abiding in him. Jesus says, abide in me. That word abide is like to make your home. Make your home in me. What is a home? A home is where you go back to every day. I, I, might, I might be going out doing things, but I'm, go, I'm coming back constantly to my home. And so making him the one I constantly come back to, I come back to him. So in this leading that he does, he will sustain you, he will maintain you, and he will cause you to prosper in your soul, which will cause then your relationships to prosper. So practically, what does this look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, let's, let's get practical and, and overuse this car metaphor. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you're driving a vehicle in, in weather like it's been this past week, you're getting mud on your windshields, you're getting water on your windshields, and, and eventually you can't see, and you need to use your windshield washer fluid, right? And, and I think, too, in life, we can get things shot up in our face. We can get uh, challenges. We can get disappointments. We can get uh, uh, experiences that could be hurtful to us. And it can be like mud on a windshield where it impacts our perspectives. And, and so we then we cannot see clearly. Clearly. We can't see clearly of how things really are because we're seeing it through what we've, what, the hurt that we've experienced. We're seeing it through the disappointments or unmet expectations, and we're seeing it through that way. Uh, and you, you can keep going, but you're not going to be able to see everything clearly, and eventually you're going to crash. Uh, of course, you need something from outside, windshield washer fluid, to, to fill it up, and I think... We need to look outside as well to the Lord. Psalms 119 tells us that your word is a a light and a lamp for my path and my feet. That he gives us the direction. See, that I don't know which way to go through this. Well, there is clarity in God's word for you. Isaiah 55, 8 to 9 tells us that, that, that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. And not only that does he say, oh, these are, I know the way, but he then invites us to see from that elevated perspective. And so as we get into his word and allow God's spirit to minister to us, to speak to us, he gives us God perspectives so we can see ourselves the way he sees us. We can see situations, not through the mud that we've gone through, but through what he says, we can even then see our relationships and others, not even just by their actions or their inactions, but actually see it perspective wise through the way that Jesus says. The truth will, make, will set you free. I think He gives you a clear perspective. Someone once uh, I knew that they, uh, they were driving their, their vehicle. And they, uh, they decided they didn't need an oil change. They just decided these oil changes, they're overrated. <laughs> and uh, they're like, like, I'm not paying this money. I'm, I'm not doing this. And so they actually drove without doing an oil change. And it worked for a bit. It worked for a bit until it didn't. And then their engine blew. They're just driving, and I think there was a clunk uh, and some bangs and some booms, and then their car stopped working. Their engine blew. I think for you and I, it's okay to go, 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 uh, and and do that for a time, but if you continually do that, eventually you're going to blow. That you need rhythms of rest in your life that that change the oil, if you will, uh, and uh, because, like God said to Moses, He put in the Mosaic Law uh, for the Sabbath, a day of rest and worship, uh, and 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 it wasn't for God. The Bible says, God says, actually, it's for you. You are designed to have rest as part of the rhythm of your life. So today, as we gather and we worship Him daily, as we worship God, but know what you are also—you are a better friend. You are a better spouse, you're a better parent, you're a better human when you take time to rest. Your mind is more present, you're, you're emotionally there. I don't know about you, but I'll speak from my, uh, my uh, perspective. When I'm tired, uh, I don't hide it well. They're like, Josiah, you're fading. But um, I, I know like I, I'm, I'm at my best when I've actually had sleep. I, I know it's not that spiritual, like you say, Josiah, we came this way, and you're telling us to sleep. Yes, I am. God created it. He says he gives his beloved good sleep, sweet sleep. Uh, and now, I think that's important. I know I'm at my better emotionally, mentally, when I have sleep, and and maybe you can sleep in on the, the, the latter half. Um, my kids don't allow me. I'm not a morning person by like Like design, but because my kids made me a morning person. So something I eventually learned because my wife was like, this is what we should do. And I'm like, yes, that's right. Um, we should, uh, is I sleep in on the front half. So I go to bed earlier so I can actually get some rest. Cause I know I'm at my, I'm a better friend when I, when I'm rested, I'm a better spouse, a better parent when I'm rested. Uh, now, also, for a while there, Natalie uh, would encourage me. She's like, Josiah, you have no hobbies. You need to do something to, like, recreation. And I'm like, work is my hobby. <laughs> I, that's exactly what it was. And so after a while, my, uh, my check, uh, check oil light, or my oil light, if you will, came on, and I was like, my soul is not doing well. And I believe the Lord led me into fly fishing, and uh, I think I'm actually a better husband, a better father, a better friend. I think I'm even a better pastor when I find time to go fishing throughout the month. Now, this is isn't isn't not isn't an excuse for me to go fishing, <laughs> but it's something for me to be able to, to rest or recreate and, and that would fill me up. Uh, doing something that would change my old, that would, would actually cause me to be more patient, more attentive Uh, And I think it's important to have something like that in your life that's that's not like scrolling, but actually something that is nourishing or would fill you up. Maybe it's going to a coffee shop. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's skiing. Maybe it's snowshoeing. Maybe it's cold plunging. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's cooking, crafting. I don't know what yours is or if you have one yet, but I would encourage you to incorporate rest as a rhythm in your life. Because uh, when you are rested, you are a better you for all the people in your life. And the other thing I think is sometimes when that check engine light comes on from hurt or betrayal, and if we don't deal with it, we just keep driving and time will deal with it. I just, I won't. Or maybe you're like me in the past. I was really good at like just pushing things down. Oh, it's coming up. Push that down and the bible talks about this is that eventually there becomes a root of bitterness in there and you don't want that because it says that it will defile many so what do we do with this we obviously we don't just say okay i've been hurt or i have pain and all this and you just keep going there's no issue no issue no issue no issue it sounds kind of like faith like but it's not like oh yeah i'm good no issue no issue no issue no it's actually just denying Faith is seeing, okay, here's the issue, but then here's what it is. I then go to God with it, right? That I go to the Lord with my hurt and my pain. Psalms 147 verse three says this. He says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. See, the Lord, as we go through life, y- you will get hurt intentionally, unintentionally. But what do we do with that so that If you you allow it just not undealt with, it's going to impact all relationships in your life. But what we can do is we can actually go to the Lord who then heals our heart, binds up our wounds, and so that we can actually then go forward, that he gives us the power to forgive, he empowers us to heal, to go into the relationships that we have in life healed, not have festering wounds going through. See, you can't heal yourself. It's an only God, and he is able. We can only, like, I could go all day on this metaphor, but I will not. (laughs) But here's the bottom line, is that you can't fix yourself. You can't fix yourself. You can't cause your soul to be prosperous as it should. You can't cause your mind, your will, your emotions, and just think yourself there it's only going to Jesus and following him. And as you do, he causes your soul to prosper. As you experience his love and his care that he has for you, I believe your soul will flourish so that you can do what he's actually commanded all of us to do, which is in John 15, verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. I think when we experience his love, his goodness, his faithfulness, and we allow him to be the one that we bring our hurt, our pain, him be the one who gives us the perspective that we can truly actually do that, to experience the love that he has for us. Can I encourage you today, don't, don't try and do this on your own. Instead, instead, go to Jesus. Go to Jesus with it all. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.